We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 so I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Heart to Heart Radio Show with myself and my beautiful wife, Anne Angela. And uh, we're coming to you on the uh, X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And Angela, uh, I just I want you to have the pleasure of introducing our special guest tonight. And All if right. you could just do that, that would be wonderful. You bet, Dan. Well, we have a wonderful program for you tonight. We'll be interviewing our guest, author Peter Mount Shasta. Peter is a teacher and the best-selling author of eight books about awakening to God consciousness. He is a seeker of truth, having spent much time and learned from or studied under many famous gurus of our time, such as Ram Das, Neem Karali Baba, Sai Baba, Anandamai Ma, and other saints. He has also studied with many Tibetan lamas. He has the experience. He had the experience of meeting Saint Germain, who appeared to him in Muir Woods near San Francisco, and told him to go to Mount Shasta for further training, which he did. This eventually led him to De- uh, Pearl Doris and the I Am Sanctuary there, where he received his advanced training. He is now in the process of developing ways for greater self-mastery and consciousness in daily life. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Angela. It's a pleasure to be with you. 
Thank you, Peter. I'd just like to uh, correct one thing. I didn't get any teachings from the I Am Sanctuary oh. in Mount Shasta. Pearl had been a student of Godfrey Ray King, who started the St. Germain Foundation. And gotcha. uh, she uh, dropped out after Godfrey ascended and yes. was leading a quiet life in Mount Shasta. So St. Germain sent me to study with her personally. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, well, you know, Peter, after reading this bio, I, I just am like, wow, you know, how many people meet an ascended master, get to study with famous gurus mm -hmm. and do all these mm -hmm. things. So so just mm -hmm. getting into this thing, the, the question that I think our audience would love to ask you is, how do you awaken to spirit? Are, are you like special? Did God just call you or, <laughs> or what happened to you? Uh, no, you I was up? an atheist. Uh, I was an atheist probably first 20 years of my life. Uh, I grew up in a well-to-do suburb of New York City. Uh, my classmates' parents were advisors to the president or, you know, owners of multinational corporations. I don't want to mention any names, but they were people very well known. And I would say by the time I was out of junior high school, having visited the homes of these people, I realized that wealth and power did not lead to happiness. Um, some of these people were miserable. So I hadn't found God, but I realized that the things that most people were striving for did not lead to happiness. Um, so, um, you know, then I, I tried going to church. I went to a number of different churches. And uh, I noticed that the ministers would pray for, like, say, a member of the congregation that was sick, you know, and invariably that person would die. Yeah. And uh, I thought, well, you know, the minister is a professional at praying, and he can't make it work, so how am I going to? <laughs> no and, you know, I tried. I mean, my when I was about 10 years old, my mother gave my dog away with a puppy that had been given to me and that broke my heart and I oh. I prayed to to get it back or I prayed that she wouldn't give it away and then when it was gone that I would get it back and I was really sincere I really tried prayer on that and that didn't work so I sort of gave up on God and prayer um, and I started having an inkling after I got out of college um, I was writing poetry, and I noticed that when I would get very inspired, I would see light. Mm. And I thought, maybe, you know, you hear that expression, have you seen the light? Mm -hmm. Maybe it doesn't just mean truth. Maybe th that really is a light, you know? Yeah, there is a you, light. So, yeah. Or, or you so, know you're in the... Go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna, I was well, gonna, no, so, you know... um, go ahead. I was going to say, but at least then you maybe know that you're in the spirit because you're seeing yeah. that light. Maybe that's a sign for you or something, you know? Yeah. So then I, I, I was living in New York City, and I started doing Hatha Yoga just for my health. Not, I was not on any quest, you know, um, just because people said it would make you feel better. And I noticed from the very first session, I, I started feeling energy in my body. And I went, whoa you know, there's something going on that's not just physical. That there is mm. an energy that seems an energy coming into my body, going through my body that I've never felt before. Mm. So I went to a bookstore 
uh, Weiser's bookstore in New York City, and I said, what's the best book on yoga? And they said, well, it's this one by Swami Vivekananda. So I read that, and then that really awakened me to there possibly can be other dimensions, other states of consciousness. And as I continued with the Hatha Yoga, I, I had certain experiences that I feel were given to me by, by the masters. You know, I didn't know about the masters then, but uh, one time I was doing the Hatha Yoga on the floor of my apartment, and I just suddenly went into this light where the self completely disappeared and there was just light and bliss. And then I said, whoa, that must be what they call samadhi, you know, which is like God consciousness. Of course, it, you know, it didn't last, but for about a week, I would walk around and people on the sidewalk would like stare at me like I was just glowing, you know. Wow. So then I really started inquiring more and more and pursuing the yoga. And I did then start experiencing different states of consciousness. And I still didn't really believe that there was like a God per se, you know, like we think of the old guy in the beard on a cloud or something, or that there were any, that there was anybody up there who really knew about me, but at least I began to accept the concept of enlightenment that you could, that we were much greater beings than we knew, you know, and that by, meditating and doing yoga that we could become more what they call self-realized, you know, realize more of our potential that we're maybe only tapping into 2% of our potential, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so that, that in turn led me one day I was uh, listening to national public radio. I think it was WBAI in New York and they interviewed this guy who had been a Harvard professor um, his name was Professor Alp, Alp, Richard Alpert, and he did some of the first experiments in LSD and, of course, got kicked out of Harvard. I remember uh, that. But he, yeah, he went to India trying to find someone who could maybe explain to him what he experienced on LSD mm-hmm. and find a way to achieve it naturally without, without drugs. And uh, that's when he met this... Uh, this old guy in a blanket in the foothills of the Himalayas, who was, his name was Neem Karoli Baba. And uh, this guy knew everything about him. Mm. Uh, knew what he had dreamed the night before, knew about his mother, his, what his mother had died from, and knew all about Ram Dass, knew about all of his, well, his name was then Alpert, you know, knew all of his eccentricities and quirks and, you know, knew the bad side as well as the good side but still loved him unconditionally. And um, so Ramdas, where he's given the name Ramdas, which just means servant of God, uh, he spent a lot of time over there, then came back to the States, and he was interviewed on this radio show. And as a result of that, uh, quite a few Westerners, you know, I'd say a couple dozen or even even more, went over there to see Neem Karoli Baba. In fact, Steve Jobs, who started Apple, Oh, wow. And uh, Mark, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, oh, uh, wow. you know, who started yeah. Facebook, they they went over to connect with him, but they got there too late. He'd already died, oh. and I think it's kind of too bad because if they'd met him, 
those companies might have taken a little different direction. Mm-hmm. But yes. anyway, did, yeah. So, did you did you yeah. ever think for a moment? And I'm just saying, you know, people in the religious traditions, they might say that's a devil, that light, or that people that can see, you know, other dimensions. Did you ever have to rewrite any of that in your mind? Or because it seems like you just understood it that it was something new that that was wonderful and good. Or 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 is that true? Yeah, well, you know, they asked Jesus that question. There's somebody healing here, and they're not healing in your name. And Mm -hmm. he said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. You know, that if somebody's casting out demons, they're casting them out, you know, that that's of the light, that that's good, you know. So when I experienced these, these beings who were healing people and putting people in a state of joy and bliss and, you know, and uh, then that was pretty clear that that was of the light, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, makes yeah. sense. Wow, yeah. I know I had a lot of that to rewrite myself. Everything when I popped out of my religion was satanic, and I literally, oh yeah, had to, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So I just talked to some born again Christians, you know, and I mean, God bless them; they found something that works for them, but they were very suspicious of everything that I said, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm and sure, said, I'm sure. You know, you sure. got to experience it within yourself. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is within you. Amen. Yes, and you know, we, you know, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to yeah. take a commercial yeah. break here. That's and uh, But yeah. Peter Shasta okay. will be back with us uh, coming yeah. up right after the uh, commercial break here. You're listening okay. to Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann, and our guest this hour is Peter Mount Shasta, and his website is www.i-m-teachings.com. For more information about Heart to Heart Radio Show, visit Heart to TWO Heart Radio Show, or check out our website prodigaljourneys.com. Again, we'll be right back after the commercial break. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio on the X Zone Broadcast Network www.xzbn.net Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 
and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxonradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. All right, we're back. Tonight our guest is author and teacher Peter Mount Shasta, and his website is www.i-am-teachings.com. And our topic tonight is finding God and being found by the masters. And, uh, you know, I just want to go into, you know, another question, Peter, if it's okay. Um, You know, you went to India and you had a ton of experiences over there. And my my question is a lot of people think, and and I'm just going to throw this out for conversation, but everybody thinks that's where the gurus are. That's where the enlightenment is in the East. And so, so what took you there? What took you to India? Well, I guess it was, um, I had done all of these um, studies while I was still in New York. And it seemed like that's where the teachings came from about how to achieve enlightenment. Um, and then I heard Ramdas interviewed, you know, on the radio and during the interview, it's just like this light hit me in the center of my forehead. And I felt that there was somebody in India calling me. So I, I went overland, you know, I started like from London to India, you know, hitchhiking, taking trains and buses and stuff until I got to Afghanistan, then the war broke out, the Pakistan-Indian War, so I flew the rest of the way. But I met these beings over there that are, you know, did the kind of works that Jesus did. I mean, they didn't turn water into wine, but they could precipitate food out of the air. You know, these are, you know, this one guy knew that I'd been craving spinach. You know what the Indian food is usually very cooked, you know, cooked to a pulp, you know, and lots of spices <laughs> in it and stuff. Oh, yeah. And after I'd been over there, I was just craving 
this kind of spinach that I used to get out of my garden. I just steam it lightly and put, you know, butter on it and stuff. Mm. And uh, just a nice big bowl of fresh spinach. So I was sitting, these people came up to me. I was sitting in the middle of this town thinking, I wonder what I'm doing here. This German couple came up and they said, our guru sent for you. He told us, go into town. There's a guy sitting there. Bring him to me. So we walked up along the Ganges. Here was this guy sitting out on a little peninsula in the river, just wearing a loincloth, you know? Yeah. And uh, no fire, no belongings. And he just, the, 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 the German people left. And he looked at me and he just waved his hand and there was this bowl of steaming hot spinach in it. Oh, wow. Smothered in butter, you know, and a couple of chapatis and he handed it to me. And, you know, I didn't want to eat without him eating, but he wasn't hungry. He told me to eat. And, you know, I I met people, uh, this Neem Karoli Baba, I was sitting there. I didn't want to play the guru game. I was not one of those people to do that. And I sort of sit near the back, and I've been sitting there for weeks. And I said, you know, I've been here weeks. This guy doesn't even know I'm here. At that point, a banana dropped out of the air and landed in my lap. Oh, my goodness. You know, there was nobody above me. There was no bowls of fruit around or anything. So that was kind of a little joke. And, uh, and, um, you know, I I just met. And then, of course, around Sai Baba, he, he worked. I saw him work miracles, too. I had, he even made things precipitate right in my own hand. But there's no way you could fake that, that something would appear in my yeah. hand with my hand closed, you know? <clears throat> and um, so, like this nectar, this is called Amrit. So, that, you know, that's not the end of spirituality. That's just like showing me that these people knew something, that they had certain powers, you know? Yeah. But, um, I guess what I experienced was uh, a sort of a death of the ego, you know, which is kind of surrender of the little, that my little self didn't really know anything. And that what was going to make me happy was not, you know, having a better car. I mean, I'd had a Porsche, which was about the best you could get, I thought. And that Mm -hmm. didn't make me happy. And going to wild parties didn't make me happy. And getting drunk didn't make me happy or whatever, smoking cigars, you know. And then here were people in India who were supposed to be suffering, right, because they were poor. And they had these beautiful smiles on their face. They seemed cheerful and happy. And, uh, With nothing. Uh, you know, because they'd found the spirit inside, you know. Mm. So that's what I wanted. I thought, wow, these people really are emanating happiness. There's light coming out of them. That's what I want. So I would stay in their ashrams or spend time with them and get little inklings. And, you know, of course, the key is not to depend on them. The real gurus don't want disciples. They want you to find the guru in yourself. Hmm. So whether you call that Christ or whatever you call it, um, you know, it's the same thing, you know. So that became my focus was to focus more of my attention inward, you know. Did you know um, all that before you got there, Peter? When you went over there, 
were you aware of the amount of miracles, spiritual teachers and all the magic and things that were happening? Like you said, the things Jesus did and all these things, were you aware of that or were you just like in discovery continually? Well, no, I mean, I'd read the Bible stories, you know, uh, you know, from the New Testament, but, all, you know, all that happened thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and it's hard to know what was true and what was Emperor Constantine added to it or took, you know, how it's, it's been changing every year. Every time a new Bible comes out, the story's a little different, you know, so, but um, I think what opened me to this was reading Paramahansa Yogananda's autobiography of a yogi. Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. was the one book that almost everyone I ran into in India, I mean, all the Westerners had read, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone was hoping to meet some of these yogis. I mean, he, each chapter is pretty much about a different yogi or teacher that he met that could work these kind of miracles, you know. And yes. so people, of course, he was writing about things happened, you know, in the late 1800s, early 1900s you know, pretty much. Um, and, uh, but people were hoping to have similar kind of experiences. And I was very blessed that I found, I encountered some of these authentic yogis, authentic, you know, what they, they call them saints or yogis, whatever you want to call them, or siddhas, that's people that have some kind of realization that showed me these things are real, you know. But the funny thing is, you know, this guy that precipitated the spinach, he didn't want me to follow him. He didn't. He, in fact, he never spoke to me. And it oh, took wow. me about 40 years or only maybe close to 50 years to realize his lesson that was like, it's all in you. It's there. You know, I'm showing you that these things are possible, but this is not where it's at. Mm-hmm. Would, you know, you say, it's finding, would you say that's. Um, would, you, would you say that's the teaching of most of the masters um, exactly. over there? That they tell exactly. you to go inside, they don't want to be followed? Well, the real ones. There's, there's some obviously trying to attract Western followers and get rich and have girlfriends and so on like that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a big thing now. But the real ones don't really care about follow. They, they really care about you and your development and um, that may entail sending you away, which is an experience that I had. And Krishna Das, you may know him. He sings a lot of Indian chants. He's very popular. And uh, the same guy, Nimkaroli Baba, sent him away also. You know, these were people wanting to just spend time sitting at his feet. And he wouldn't allow that. You know, he'd just disappear every now and then. Or he'd send everyone away, and then people have to find out where he was, and then gather again, sit at his feet some more, you know. But um, it's because... funny because, well, after not seeing him for fifty years, he came to me recently in a dream, like mm-hmm. on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm always wanting to leave my body and go to these bliss realms, you know. And he told me, "Don't do that. You've got work to do here." And uh, it seems like ever since then, I've been very busy, <laughs> you know, yeah, talking you know. with people. 
You know, I just wanted to say something, Peter. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just kind of noticed over the years that people who either have been very, very through a lot of uh, anguish and a lot of real difficult, painful mm-hmm. situations will find their pathway to God. And then likewise, people who have been raised in a situation where there was a lot of wealth or a lot of. You know, Angela, uh, I, yeah, I hate to say it, but we're oh, going we to go. take a, All right. we're gonna have to take commercial break. But uh, we'll be right back with author, teacher, Peter Mount Shasta. And our topic tonight is is on uh, finding God and being found by the masters. All right. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann. And our guest this hour has been Peter Mount Shasta. And his website is www.i-m-a-m-teachings.com. For more information about Heart to Heart Radio Show, visit hearttoheartradioshow.com or check out our website, prodigaljourneys.com. Again, we'll be right back after the commercial break. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. 
That's www.futureofgodamen.com. All right, we're back. We've been talking with our guest, author, and teacher, Peter Mount Shasta. And his website is www.i-am-teachings.com. And uh, we've been discussing the process of finding God and being found by the masters. And Peter, we're, we're just so glad you're here tonight. We appreciate everything you're sharing with us and these real um, experiential mm-hmm. stories. And here, here, here's what, what I want to ask you tonight. This, this is a question mm-hmm. you've probably been asked by a lot of people. And the question is, how did you meet St. Germain? You, you met an <laughs> ascended master. Or he met you or whatever happened. But how did right. that happen? Well, like I said, I've been in India. And in fact, I even went back a second time. And um, well, I have to say the first time I met him, I didn't know it was him. I had come back from India and uh, on the street in India, uh, three people told me in one week, you should go to Mount Shasta. And I thought, well, that's definitely a sign. So when I got back uh, after six months wandering around India, I went to Mount Shasta and camped out high up on the mountain. And I prayed and fasted and really asked for guidance and you know, was hoping to meet a master but didn't see anything. And, uh, but one day I woke up and the sun hadn't come up yet, but it was, it was just turning light. And I heard somebody talking to me. I looked around, couldn't see anybody. So I just kept lying there and this voice started talking. This person knew all about me my whole life, uh, knew I'd been to India and then told me what was going to happen over the next year. And I didn't like anything he said. He said I was going back to India and I didn't want to go back uh, because I'd gotten sick, you know. And then he said I was going to sell my farm upstate New York near Woodstock. I didn't want to sell that. It was a beautiful place. Then he said I would move to the town of Mount Shasta. Well, back then, that was a real redneck town. There were just loggers there, you know, and they'd Anybody with long hair, they'd stare at you, you know, and there were signs up on the main, main street, uh, no hippies allowed, things like that, <laughs> you know. So I, I didn't like anything he said. And the last thing he said was, take the name of the mountain as your name. And I went, no way, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> because, I, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, Westerners took Hindu names, you know, like Ramdas, And I, I didn't, I could have done that over there, and I didn't. And so, uh, I mean, my name was Peter before. And um, so I argued with him, and he said, we shall see. And, you know, eventually I started writing, and I thought, well, it wouldn't hurt to use that as a pen name, you know. So anyway, I went back to India, saw Sai Baba, and then when I came back from that, I was, uh, I was camped out in Muir Woods. Um, well, not camped out. I, I went to Muir Woods one morning. I was actually camped out on the floor of a friend in Berkeley, uh, Jai Utal, and uh, one morning I got this pull to go out to Muir Woods, and uh, it was raining, and uh, there was no one there in the parking lot, just my car. Nobody wants to go to Muir Woods on a rainy day, you know, so 
I was walking out there and I left the trail and walked up to the side of the hill and uh, I found a redwood tree that was hollow and I thought, well, I could get out of the rain here. I climbed inside the trunk of the tree and I sat cross-legged there and I did this Vipassana meditation, which is a meditation you do with your eyes open, but you just follow the in-breath and the out-breath. You, it slows down the mind. You just feel <clears throat> your chest rising and falling and that's kind of like a mantra. It stills the mind, you know, and you become very peaceful. Mm-hmm. You make and, sense. Um, and then I was, you know, what I, what I had been thinking was, there's really nothing more I want to do in my life. You know, I've tried living the wildlife, and that doesn't do anything. And I've been to India. I've, I at least found that there are higher, higher states of consciousness and that there are higher dimensions, you know. Mm-hmm. So I thought, why hang out here in this gross physical body, why not leave this body and go to a higher dimension? And I had lived with a yogi in the Himalayas that could do that, you know? So, but I thought, before I do that, that's, it's kind of extreme, I should ask for permission, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, I wasn't sure who to ask because I'd really never had a prayer answered, you know? But I, I just <laughs> sat there doing this meditation, then I named all the great beings I could think of. I called on Jesus and Mary and Buddha and, you know, I think Allah, whatever name, God, you know. um, You were crying out. God went by, I prayed to them, and all all the saints I'd heard of in India, and then I'd stayed at the Theosophical Society. I named all those Theosophical (laughs) Masters, and, of course, St. Germain was one of them. But I had no indication they knew who I was or even, you know, cared about me. <clears throat> and then, well, I said, show me if there's some reason to stay in this body. And the next thing I know, there was someone standing in front of me. You know, just there were two feet. My eyes were looking down at the forest, and then suddenly there were these two feet. And there was a young guy in front of me wearing jeans, you know, and... If he had walked up through the forest, I would have heard him coming. You know, you'd hear twigs crackling and things like that. But he didn't walk up. It's just there was no one there, and then suddenly he was there, and he he knew my name. He said, Peter, I've I've been sent to answer your prayer. Mm. Wow. And uh, he said, you have finished enough of your karma so that you can leave the earth if you want, and I will help you. But um, before you give me your answer, I want to show you something. So he touched my center of my forehead and took me out of the physical body. So I look back, there is my physical body still sitting in the tree. And I'm in another body, looks just like the real body, you know, or the physical body, but it was a little bit finer substance. So he put his arm around my shoulder and took me above the earth. And, um, wow. um, so then I found myself in this realm where beings existed as balls of light, but emanating rainbow colors, you know, and they were in a state of bliss. So, uh, it was really like going to heaven. You know, I, uh, I mean, I didn't hear angels with harps or anything, but these beings were in just ecstasy. And I, I thought, this is it. This is where I want to be. You know, just the love was overwhelming. 
And mm-hmm. um, then he sort of sm- smiled. And uh, then I started hearing this crying coming from someplace, like great suffering. And it was very annoying. I tried to shut it out, but it got louder and louder. And I finally looked down and I saw the earth below me, just a small blue ball. And I saw that the crying was coming from the earth. And this this man said, um, this is what the masters hear all the time. This is the suffering of humanity. And my, I, without thinking, I said, oh, I want to go back and help out. And mm. he said, well, you made, you made the right choice. Now we'll yeah. be working closely together. Oh. And uh, he said, I want you to go to Mount Chasta. The first person you meet there will tell you what to do next. And then the next thing I know, I was back in my physical body, and this man was standing in front of me. And, of course, by now I realized this was no ordinary person, you know. And mm-hmm. he said, now I'll show you who I really am. And he took a few steps back, and he turned into this master wearing a white robe. Oh, wow. And uh, I recognized St. Germain from the pictures I'd seen at the Theosophical Society. And then he just faded out. You know, well, I felt like I'd been hit by lightning. I mean, I was so energized. I went back to my car. There was still no other car in the parking lot. And uh, went to Mount Shasta. And I went to this place called the Breakfast House there. It's not there anymore. But, uh, you know, again, there was a sign up in the door that said, no hippies allowed. And I was wearing these white pajamas and I had a you know, necklace uh, and long, long hair and stuff. And it was like the scene from, the, from Easy Rider, that film, you know, like people just stared at me when I went in. But a young guy came up to me and he said, uh, you're supposed to see this lady by the name of Pearl. He said he owned the health food store. He said, when you're finished eating, come over to the store. You can use my phone. So I went over and called Pearl, and she said, come right up. So I got to her house, and she said, I've been expecting you. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, the Master St. Germain came to me this morning and said he was sending someone to see me. Oh, my and God. So she said, what, what, what happened? What brought you here? And I told her about this guy I met in Muir Woods, and she said, that was St. Germain. And he's very happy that you're here, and he's working with you. And I said, well, please channel a message for him and she said i don't channel that would weaken you the masters don't want me to channel you have to you will know intuitively what he's telling you when the time is right you know i love that, that that's she how said you become that. a man yeah yeah you become a master by learning to get the guidance from within yourself not from having someone channel to you or even having the master tell you what to do Amen. you know because that weakens you you need to find out yourself you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that was back in 1973 that I met her. And uh, like I said, she'd been a student of Godfrey Ray King. And she had many amazing experiences also. In fact, I have her biography out now, uh, Lady Master Pearl. All right. Hold that thought there, Peter. Okay. Um, we're going to have to take a commercial break. <laughs> but sure. when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with Peter Mount Shasta. All right, you're listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann, and our guest this hour is Peter Mount Shasta. His website is www.i-am-teachings.com. For more information about Heart to Heart Radio Show, visit hearttoheartradioshow.com. That's a T-W-O there. Or check out our personal website, prodigaljourneys.com. 
You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show on the X Zone Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. And. You have heard of the X Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. All right, we're back. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show with uh, Dan and Ann. And our guest this hour is author, teacher, Peter Mount Shasta. And his website is www.i-am-teachings.com. And we've been discussing tonight the process of finding God and being found by the masters. And, and Peter, I, I don't know if you want to continue with the story of meeting this lady and continuing on there or, or combine it with mm-hmm. the thought of the challenges, you know, yeah. that people are facing yeah. today, finding their spiritual yeah. path. Go ahead. Well, you know, I hear from a lot of people, 
they say, oh, I, I want to move to Mount Shasta and hang out with the masters, and then my life is going to be a bowl of cherries, you know? <laughs> and uh, it's not that simple. Actually, things got more difficult when I moved here uh, because, you know, I, I said to St. Germain, I, I want to help you in any way I can. And he said, well, then you're, you know, you're going to have to sign up for the, the crash course, which is kind of difficult, you know. And I had no idea what I was getting into. So what that meant was being ready at any moment to do whatever the master said. And it would come as a feeling. So I had to met, I had a, a lot of meditation experience. So I knew how to get my mind out of the way. And I recognized the guidance as that kind of impulse that comes from the center of your being. And that's really what, what Pearl taught was how to feel that, you know. And it's sort of really getting in touch with the mother principle. We're so used to doing things with the will, saying, I will this, or, I, you know, I'm going to decree this, or, you know, do these affirmations and get that. But the mother is more like the acceptance of that light within. It's that sensitive tuning in process where you're sort of nurturing the inner self, you know. Is, it, your is, mind it, is, is it different from... My will be done as I'm, and I'm just throwing this out. A yeah. lot of people say my will be done affirmations after, you know, and then there's thy will be done. Is it, is it surrendering into thy will be done or is it, yes. I'm going to make it happen. Okay. No, absolutely. Thy will. That was the big turning point. I went through that first year. I saw that through my own will, I could make stuff happen, but then like, you know, I'd find out, well, that isn't really what I want. That's not, what makes me happy. Like I wanted to live in a cabin by a stream in a little remote valley, you know, where I could meditate and have a garden. And, you know, so I did the affirmations and the visualization. Someone came in and offered me this cabin. It was, you know, oh. about a 45 minute drive from Mount Shasta. It's out in a little valley. And I didn't have to pay any rent. They gave me a beautiful little cabin. There was a stream going past it, and there was a beautiful garden. Wow. But after a while, I started feeling, I, I, I need to be closer to Mount Shasta, where Pearl is, because I was supposed to be studying with her. So I finally, after about two weeks I left that place, moved into Mount Shasta. Um, and uh, there were a few times when... I just said, I'm going to make something happen. And I did these decrees and it did happen. But then I found out later that wasn't really the best thing to do. It caused complications, you know? Mm -hmm. So at one point I sat down and I just said, okay, thy will be done through me, you know, in me and through me. Yeah. So yes. make my will one with the divine will. Yes. Know? And so then I, that's where the tuning in comes in, you know, to, tune in and feel what the divine will is. And, you know, the mind hears all kinds of voices, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you hear stuff you read, you know, you should do this, you shouldn't do that. You hear the yeah. voices of your friends or your parents or the, yes. you know, the, the news broadcast or whatever. But, um, and so those voices are going all the time. But when you get the feeling inside, it, it's more of a feeling, and a voice can go with it, too, but you, can, you have to test it. So mm -hmm. you, you test that by saying, you know, I am being shown the right thing here, 
And if you go in the direction of what you were shown and it feels good, uh, then you know that's the guidance. If it starts to feel bad, then you know that was just your mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I that's keep, a compass. keep testing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was put through some severe tests. Like, you know, you tell someone, some, you know, they invite you over for dinner, and, uh, you know, they're cooking a nice dinner, and on the way, you suddenly get, don't go there, go this other place, you know? And then oh, you man. have to call them up and apologize and say, I'm so sorry, I can't make it tonight. And they say, yeah, Ugh. but we, 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 we invited these people to meet you and cook this nice dinner. Oh, boy. I mean, that's a real test, that, you know. That's a real test. And I, I it made some e- enemies yeah. that way. In fact, I even had to walk out of a wedding of my cousin. Oh. And I was part of the wedding party because I got, you have other work, that you have to go someplace. This was in San Francisco. And... I I just started walking. I didn't know where I was going, but I, I was really following, like someone had me right by the center of my chest and was pulling me along, you know. Oh, wow. And um, <clears throat> suddenly I looked up and um, there was a guy crossing the street that I'd met in Mount Shasta a few months before. And he looked up and he said, thank God. He said, I've been praying to St. Germain for help. And I have been praying to St. Germain, uh, show me what I'm doing here. I'm going to be in a lot of trouble not going to this wedding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he said his wife had just left him and he was going home to commit suicide. Oh, my God. And he said he was praying to St. Germain to send someone to help him if oh. he wasn't supposed to kill himself. So I went back to his apartment with him and talked to him for a couple of hours. And he finally got out of that depression, you know, and, um, thank God. So again, that was the, I had a number of tests like that that showed me if you can follow that disregard, all the human appearances, then something wonderful can happen. You know, of course, those, those members of my family uh, were not too eager to talk to me again for a long time, (laughs) but you know, what was amazing was I said, look, I didn't go to the reception or the wedding or the reception, but I saved somebody's life and they sort of really, really believe me, you know? That's amazing. So, you know, Peter, can I ask you a quick question? You you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there and they Mm. want what, what appears you have. They, they want that Mm. connection and, and they're, they're striving Mm. for it. They're like, I got to get to India. I gotta, I gotta meet Saint Germain. Why won't Saint Germain appear before me? Mm. What would you say to these people that are hungering and thirsting? Maybe mm. they're burnt out of their religious connection, and they say, mm-hmm. "I want to feel that connection Peter had." What would you tell them? I mean, they're they're dying to know the truth. Yeah. And be connected. Well, it's not. Yeah, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go to India. You don't have to come to Mount Shasta. Oh. <laughs> it, it's God is wherever you are. And God hears your every thought and prayer. And the masters hear your thoughts and prayers. Um, So it's really, you know, lately I've been connecting with a lot of people who were very sincere. They started out, you know, 30 years ago studying the work of the masters, you know. Mm -hmm. They might have been theosophists or they joined the Summit Lighthouse or they're, you know, and they, they're suddenly realizing now they're like 60 years old and I've never, they've never seen a master. No. And, wow. 
they realized they were told that if they did this, they would ascend. You know, they would ne- the physical body would never die like Jesus. They would go straight to heaven. And then they're realizing that their friends are dying and they're not ascending, you know, that we know of. And yeah. so a lot of them feel like that their whole life has been for nothing. Like they've been very, very sincere on the spiritual path, but nothing has happened. And that's because all the attention was on the outer. They were worshiping these masters, you know? Oh. They, 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 like, you know, and like Buddha, the Tibetan Buddhist, Buddha didn't set out to start a religion. In yeah. fact, he was, he was trying to escape from religion. He was trying to escape from all the gods in India, you know? And he just said, we just have to wake up. That's what a Buddha is, somebody that's awake, you know? Yeah, so, that's right. Um, but then again, they've made a religion out of that. So they've made mm. a religion out of the ascended masters. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the thing is to really get beyond the religion, to get beyond the dogma. Yeah. You know, like a lot of these Tibetan Buddhists, the, the first thing you do is 100,000 prostrations, then you do 100,000 of these mantras and 100,000 of these visualizations and so on and so on. And, you know, there's some people, they've done all that, and they don't feel enlightened, and then they become like alcoholics or something. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's true. Um, so the key is really in the meditation, to go within. You can call it whatever you want, but the Vipassana, just observing the in-breath and the out-breath, or just trying to visualize the light within, or even just feeling your connection with humanity, which is called karma yoga, doing good for others. Like go out in the street and feed people, or people who are homeless because of the fires in California, go out and help them. Or, mm-hmm. you know, just do some volunteer work and feel that these people are part of you, just to do it with an open heart. You know, it's, it's really developing the heart. It's the heart that gets enlightened. It's the heart that has the experience of the masters. It's not the mind that studies all this stuff, you know, which right. master is on which ray and who's their twin ray and all that. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, um, Beautiful. Well, you know, we're going to have to wrap it up, Peter. And uh, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for coming on. And it was wonderful. And you have a lot to share. And what I love about you most is your humility. You've had some experiences most of us would just dream of having and meeting people that we've never met. But you're just you're just so awesome. So thank you. Amen. Thank you so much, Angela and Dan. It's been a real pleasure. Absolutely. Hey, listen, we got to go. Uh, for more information about Heart to Heart Radio, visit hearttoheartradioshow.com or our personal website, prodigaljourneys.com. You've been listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann on the X Zone Broadcast Network. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. 
Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I dot net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is TV. TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. 